Welcome to the Kook Center Podcast, and here's your host, Michael Preston. What's a weird year 2021 was? This is the Kook Center Hour Preview Show for 2022, but we probably would be a bit remiss if we didn't start out by remembering just how asinine 2021 was. And I think that my hope just for 2022 is that, I mean, in all aspects, not just football-wise, but I hope this is true for your life and everything else, is that Things are not as insane. Things are a little calmer. Things go a bit more how we expect them to. Because Lord knows uh, that 2021 did not exactly go that way. Um, I mean, one of one of my favorite sayings is, um, it's from John Mulaney, comedian John Mulaney. I can't remember the exact context of the joke. Um, he tells in one of his specials, but it's now we don't have time to unpack all of that, and we don't. But needless to say, after a rather tumultuous again 2021, you have a football team here um, that had a pretty tumultuous in terms of roster turnover off season and new coaches and new everything, and this is kind of the start of a new era. And I talked about it a little bit. Um, in our first Kook Center Hour of the year. But you have a guy in Jake Dickert who is just not at all like either of his predecessors. See, there you go. I knew I'd find the word eventually. He's just kind of a boring guy. And I think after seeing... Mike Leach and Nick Rolovich and everything that came with either of those guys, good and bad, and especially near the end of Nick Rolovich's tenure, a lot of bad. Um, It's kind of relaxing just to sit here and go, oh, hey, you have a football coach who's not really going to do anything stupid or act like an idiot. He is a very boring guy. And I think for right now, that suits me just fine. I've said on this podcast, I've said on another podcast too, is that one of the things Wazoo needs to be successful is somebody eccentric. It needs an eccentric offense. It needs something kind of eccentric because you have to live a little bit more on the margins when you're Washington State and you're trying to compete in the Pac-10. And I am going to call it the Pac-10 from now on, even though SC and UCLA are here for another two years. Um... But I think Pat Chun saw how insane the coaching carousel was spinning last offseason and just kind of looked at things and went ahead and decided he wanted exactly no part of that. And I can't exactly say that I blame him for that. Um, Because when you have a coaching carousel that features the head coach of Notre Dame going to Louisiana State, you don't exactly look at that and try and apply any form of logic that you've had now or in the past it's virtually impossible to do so so you kind of have to go uh yeah i got a guy who i think might be able to do it and importantly and we said this after he got hired last year 
a guy who's smart enough to surround himself with people who know better than him. And I don't mean, you know, like... I'm phrasing that very weirdly, but Jake Dickert hired Eric Morris for a reason to run the offense. Jake Dickert hired Brian Ward to run the defense for a reason. He didn't want to give himself that run the defense role. He wanted to give that up to somebody else because a head coach should be a head coach. Mike Leach was a rare exception that it really worked for him to kind of be the offensive coordinator because he was the mastermind of the offense. Um, the or- original offense, really, th- him and Hal Mummy, that Eric Morris is running at Washington State. And you're back to seeing that air raid. They're calling it the coup grade offense, which is, again, this is part of Washington State's identity is a passing team. They pass the ball. I know how much people would love a ground and pound, but A, that is just not football anymore, and B, that has just not been historically the identity of Washington State. They've had plenty of really great running backs in the past, but not when you compare it to Drew Bledsoe, to Ryan Lee, to Jason Gesser, to Alex Brink, to Luke Falk, to Gardner Minshew, to Connor Halliday, to Anthony Gordon, to Mark Rippon, to Jack Thompson. There's, It's it's just, you, you can't really compare... You know, you, you have this great stable of really historically good quarterbacks. And I mean, even for the Pac-12, which is pretty loaded at that position historically. I think you were also glad to see, you know, Jake Dickert bring that offense in. Because staying with a run and shoot just didn't make a lot of sense. Given the fact that a lot of the guys who specialized in it, a lot of the guys who knew that offense really well, were no longer eligible to coach at your employer. Now, for all the benefits of the run and shoot, and I, I, I did like that offense last year. Um, it's just not run by a lot of people. And so the number of people who know what they're doing with it is pretty darn small. And a lot of them had gotten hired by Nick Rolovich and were terminated in October. So you, you needed to move away from that, good or bad. And you got a guy in Cam Ward who... Looks the part, was the part last year. His offensive coordinator was his head coach last year. You went and did exactly as you should. You got Renard Bell back. You've got Dejon Stribling, who did stay around. Zion Nunley behind him. You've got Donovan Ollie back. You've got Lincoln Victor back. You've got a lot of pieces on this offense, skill position-wise. You've got tight ends again. Tight ends? I've never heard of tight ends. What are they? Somebody please tell me. You've got an offensive line that... Oh, boy. The experience is not really there, and I'm very happy that it is a game against Idaho to start things. You've got Grant Stevens, who transferred in from Northern Colorado at right guard. That's good to have somebody there. for At least he's there for one year who can try to anchor things a little bit for you. But left guard doesn't leave me confident given Christian Hilborn's performance in the bowl game last year and I understand that's a bowl game. Connor Gomnis looked serviceable at center. Maake Fafita at right tackle did not play much if at all last year. So there's a lot of questions and especially at running back. Nakia Watson is your starter. Okay, but Javinsky Schlenbacher is behind him. And Jalen Jenkins behind him. He was making a lot of noise at camp. Then Cannon Katzer. Now, where did 
Javonsley Bazilgo. He hasn't made much noise. Didn't make a lot of noise at all in camp. That's a little worrying. So I think for how set you are in this offense at QB, tight end, wide receiver, you're a little worried about next to Cam Ward and in front of Cam Ward. Cam Ward can move, but you don't want him running for his life. Defensively, Dayon Henley coming in from Nevada is a breath of fresh air and is a a guy with a physical nature that can replace Jahad Woods, at least again, for one year. He's just a redshirt senior. Brennan Jackson and Ron Stone Jr. going to continue to get better, one would hope. One thing that really actually did surprise me was it Mike. You have Francisco Maui Goa and Travion Brown there. That's or on the depth chart between the two of those. And what surprised me, at least there, was that Travion Brown, this is now year three in this program for him, and it just seems like he can't, or year four actually, he just can't kind of bust through and really grab onto that job. He can't push through and be the guy at that position. So I'm a little surprised by that. We'll see them rotate a lot against Idaho would be my expectation and my hope, given you know, you, you, you don't want to be playing the starters very long against an FCS team. So you would hope to see them rotate a lot here. So where does that put this team kind of for the year? You look up and down this schedule and you actually alternate unranked, ranked, unra- unranked, ranked. So Idaho, FCS, Wisconsin, ranked, Colorado State, not ranked, Oregon, ranked, Cal, not ranked, SC, SC, Oregon State, not ranked, Utah, Probably the conference favorite. And then, it actually softens up in November. Stanford, not very good. Arizona State, not very good. Arizona, really not very good. Washington, eh, who knows. It's that eight-game slog kind of to start things. And I'm generally of the belief that usually you're going to find out a lot about a team in that first quarter of the season. So Idaho, Wisconsin, Colorado State. A mix of teams at least, you know, Colorado kind of picked to finish low middle of the pack in the Mountain West. Wisconsin's obviously ranked Idaho picked near the bottom of the Big Sky and FCS conference. So a team you should definitely beat, a team you probably shouldn't beat and a team you probably should beat. So 2 and 1's a reasonable expectation there. You can find out a lot about the team based on how they respond to whatever adversity you face in Madison. And then you're really going to find out a lot about them um, by the time October hits with Oregon then Cal. So I'm interested to see, just given kind of the back and forth and the give and take this schedule has, what this team can make of it. This offensive line will probably need to grow up very, very quickly. The running backs will need to grow up very, very quickly. There's reason to think this defense could be a little bit better than expected. And we're going to find out really and truly just how good Cam Ward is. And and I, I don't I don't mean that in a I'm doubting his skill. What I mean is is that for nine months he you know, like, yeah, okay, you see him playing against your own players, and that can only do so much. So what does Cam Ward really and truly look like against Pac-12 Big Ten competition? What does this guy who we heard so much about, who was like the second or third 
most you know highest rated transfer quarterback on the transfer market last offseason what does he look like in Pullman Washington what does he look like in year five of another new starting quarterback Luke Falk Gardner Minshew Anthony Gordon Jaden Delora and now Cam Ward I don't really count 2020 And there's a distinct chance that if Cam Ward plays well enough, it will be six next year. You'll need another new quarterback next year. Now that's a little bit more of the new reality of NIL and everything else. But I'm going to be interested to see, I think, even though we think we know who and what Cam Ward is all about, what he is really like. This season, again, promises a lot of intrigue. I'm still hoping it's a little bit more boring personnel-wise. Uh, than last year. I'm really hoping it's a lot more boring personnel-wise than last year. But it's Jake Dickert's first first opportunity to put his stamp on a full season worth of football. Uh, he's a very young guy, and I had my doubts about that hire. I think it's fine from the standpoint of, you again, you didn't want to get on the coaching carousel, but... I also didn't think last year there was like, you know, if Jake Dickert wins the Apple Cup, he's definitely got to be the coach because you can't base that decision on one game. You just can't do that. Now, beating Washington by 27 is very nice, but, and I'm still glowing, but I, I, I admit I had my doubts. And I'm not saying like, oh, Jake Dickert must prove Michael Preston, host of the Kook Center Hour, wrong, blah, blah, blah. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I don't have a sports radio host's ego, okay? And I want it to work. And I'm not, again, I'm not going to be here, like, oh, I'll, I'll happily eat crow on this, whatever. It was safe. It was very, very safe. And Jake Dickert could be here a very long time. And I hope he is. Because that would mean this program is very successful. I just don't want the season to be quite as boring as he seems like in public. Is that fair? And I'm, I'm trying to say that like in a way to bash the guy. Like, being boring is fine. Being boring is great. Being boring is steady. It is dependable. It is not Mike Leach speaking at political rallies or Nick Rolovich bringing Britney Spears lookalikes to press conferences. It's not that. It's dependable. It's reliable. It's all of that stuff. It's great for a school like Washington State that can't afford PR crises. I just hope the boring... Means a seventh straight appearance in a bowl game. We'll be here every week of football season, guys. More to come on Kook Center. The leak. The leak. The week. I'm not going to edit that. I could. I won't. The week leading up to the home opener against the Idaho Vandals. The Battle of the Blues back for the first time in six years. Very happy about that. Uh, we will see you later on this week on the Kook Center. Hour.